The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com and at amazon.com. I suppose we could share a table. There's a couple of seats available there. Oh, good Lord. You can't sit with strange women. Why not? I'm really, I'm not in the mood. You know, just try to relax. I wouldn't know what to say. Niles, please. Hello, ladies. Uh, excuse me. Um, would you mind terribly if, if we joined you until another table opens up? Oh, please do. Oh, thank you. Oh, look, Niles, the table's opened up. Oh, no, 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 don't. Stay. Well, yes. When I go get us some coffees. Uh, you know, I, uh, I, uh... I'll help. I knew you'd panic. Um, well, I'm sorry, this is still a little new for me, and besides, those two are coming on to us. You know, they are very attractive, Niles. Maybe we should ask them out? On a date? We just met. Good point, Niles. Perhaps we should go out with them a few more times before we ask them on a date. And that's our topic for today, dating. I love dating, but that doesn't mean I wasn't anxious sometimes going out on a date. And my husband loved dating too. And my guess is there were times when he was anxious too. But for some people, it totally terrifies him. As we heard with Frasier from the Frasier Show with Frasier and Niles, what can you do if you feel a little anxious or very anxious about dating? and yet you want a romantic partner. Dr. Steve Orma specializes in just this type of a situation. He's a clinical psychologist and he's a coach in the San Francisco Bay Area and he specializes in helping adults overcome anxiety and stress-related issues. Welcome, Dr. Orma. Thank you for having me. Let's talk about social anxiety in the dating scene. What is social anxiety? Yeah, well, social anxiety is the feeling of being anxious in a in a social or performance situation, such as dating, which is which is sometimes both. And the anxiety is usually caused by the fear of being judged negatively or doing something embarrassing in that situation. So, what if they don't like me? What if I? What are some of the thoughts that people have when they're feeling really anxious? They're, you know, say I'm about to date someone, or you're about to da- date someone, and we're both feeling very anxious. What are some thoughts that might go through our minds? Yeah, uh, very common thoughts would be: What if I say something stupid? Uh, what if? Uh, what if she or he says no when I when I ask them out? Um, or I'm just not that interesting a person, so they're going to find me boring. Uh, it, it would be a disaster if I get rejected. So it's usually a, a lot of these what-if type of questions where there's a negative, you know, negative twist to it where, uh, where, the, where the person's anxiety gets ramped up because they're thinking these, these bad things are going to happen. So it sounds like partly it's ju- what if they're judging me? What if they see in me what I don't like in myself? Or what if they're like my parents and they're critical of me and how I can't stand that. I can't stand that feeling or I can't stand to feel rejected. And it's also judging the other person. What if I pick another what if? What if I pick a jerk? Or what if I get trapped in another lousy relationship? And what if I pick another loser? So it's all these negative ideas about ourselves and others or even about dating itself, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there, there's a lot of uh, uh, trepidation that people have about dating, uh, you know, going out and, you know, I'm going to meet a creep or I'm <laughs> going to get hurt. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to meet the, like that, that same pr- person I was just dating and, and, and have it be a disaster. And, and what happens is when we, when we say these things to ourselves, we're setting off an alarm bell in our body that creates the anxiety 
um, and that, that, that creates the feeling. And the, the, the thing is, though, is many times the things that we're saying to ourselves are either untrue or they're exaggerated in some way, but our body really doesn't know the difference. If we're saying it to ourselves, we have the reaction of anxiety, and, and then that can cause us you know, to act in certain ways and inhibit us. So we uh, paint a picture in our minds that's very, very negative about the dating scene, whether it's ourselves, the dating situation, or the other person, or all of the above, and we paint that picture, and that's our invitation to say, come, honey, let's go out on a date. And it's really hard to do that with yourself if you've painted an ugly picture of dating. Exactly, exactly. And I think picture is a good example, too, because we not only say say things to ourselves, but we, we, we create images in our mind. You know, we picture ourselves, you know, tripping over our words or maybe actually tripping or, or picturing somebody you know, turning us down. And that just creates this, this, this fear that's built up before we even approach the person. So, it, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, so if I'm that highly anxious person and I've got all of these negative thoughts going on in my head, uh, what would I typically do? Would I go out on a date? Would I not? What do people typically do when they are just swimming in those types of negative thoughts? Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad and then Alan will be back. Romance. Oh, I wish guys knew more about what we want from a relationship. <laughs> Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Ah, here it is, The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Hmm, The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Uh, What would I typically do? Would I go out on a date? Would I not? What do people typically do when they are just swimming in those types of negative thoughts? Yeah, well, I, I think it depends on how intense the anxiety is, and there's, there's certainly a, a different levels of anxiety that people can experience. So if they're on a lower end, they might still go out and date, and they might still try to flirt and meet people, but they're going to be feeling really uncomfortable and, and maybe a little inhibited. On the other end, if someone is really anxious, they might, they might avoid dating altogether. They may not you know, even, even attempt to ask somebody out or walk up to them or make eye contact and kind of they shrink up in their shell and they, and they don't even give themselves the chance to, to, to have that opportunity. To, right. So they, they uh, create a self-fulfilling prophecy. They'll never find anybody and dating's too hard and everything would go wrong if I did date, but I really want to meet someone, but I'll never meet someone. And then they never go out on a date and they avoid the situations where they could meet someone and they end up alone. Exactly. And then, and what happens is the avoidance perpetuates the anxiety because, you know, the anxiety is uncomfortable, so they're going to avoid it. But the more they avoid it, it builds up the anxiety and the fear even more in their mind. And it keeps them stuck in this, in this place of, of, not reaching out and connecting with other people. Right, and if I do go out, let's say I'm the anxious person and I do go out on a date and I'm very shy and very anxious, you're going to take a look at me and think what? I'm going to think, you know, what's the matter with this person? Or, you know, they're not, if they, let's say you're not talking very much or you're not making eye contact with me. I might think you're not interested, that you're bored, that, you know, that you're not really having a good time. I might think, you know, you don't really, you don't have anything much interesting to say. Right. So I might, yeah. Or that I'm arrogant and I'm judging you negatively. 
Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So you're, 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 by not talking, you're, you're sending these messages that, right. that might have nothing to do with who you really are. So let's get right to what could I do? I'm a person that's afraid to go out dating, and I come to you. You're my therapist. What would you advise me to do? I'm highly anxious. What are some tips you could give me? I think the first thing I would do is just, is just normalize the anxiety that everybody, most people anyway, feel some anxiety when they're going to go out and date. Um, so, you know, to feel some anxiety is normal. Uh, okay, but beyond that, if it's getting in the way of you actually reaching out, I would say a couple of things. Number one, you want to identify what you're saying to yourself. So some of those, those thoughts we were saying earlier, I'm going to get rejected, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be a disaster, I'm going to say something stupid, is to identify what you're saying to yourself and evaluate, and evaluate that, that thought for, you know, how true is that? You know, when you have walked up to somebody and, and said, hi, did they, did they reject you or did it go okay? Or if you have been rejected in the past or turned down, was it such a disaster or did you survive? No, I survived. So, so what would you do next? So the other thing is, uh, in addition to looking at and challenging thoughts, is, is really taking action, is putting yourself in the situations that you're afraid of because avoidance, as I said, perpetuates the anxiety. So if you're afraid to go up and talk to somebody, you need to go up and talk to somebody. And you can start out with things that make you less anxious, so maybe you just make eye contact or say hi to a number of people that you find attractive, and then once that gets more comfortable, you might actually go up and start a conversation. So you would gradually get me comfortable. And how can people get in touch with you? If they want to contact you, how could they do that, Steve? The best way to get in touch with me is through my website, which is drorma.com. It's D-R-O-R-M as in mountain A.com. And um, a stress management and anxiety specialist and, uh, and, and offer services to help people manage those, those, those problems. Okay, and thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Orma. Thank you very much for having me, Dr. Kenner. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by clinical psychologist Dr. Ellen Kenner and co-author Dr. Edwin Locke. Initially, you learn about your partner one detail at a time. After you've gotten to know your partner well, and this may take years, there will be times when you find that you know what your partner is thinking or feeling about many issues without your partner saying anything because your acquired knowledge will have become automatic. But do not assume you will ever know every opinion your partner holds on every issue. Remember, your partner has free will and the power of independent thought. Partners' values, preferences, and viewpoints may change over time. Both partners may encounter totally new ideas and experiences, and their reactions may sometimes be unpredictable. The need to communicate clearly and with respect never ends. You can download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and buy it at amazon.com.